This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Glad to have you back with us here on the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Part two of our conversation with State Representative Ted James is on deck. Later in the week, we're going to be talking with school board member David Tatman. Great conversation with him about the school system here, about what a lobbyist does, and just about Baton Rouge in general. I look forward to presenting you with that show. Well, you got a chance to hear some of what Representative Ted James thought about what happened last week and what he thinks about what's going on now in part one of our interview. Coming up now... I ask him about the end game. What's ahead? What's the plan? He talks more about the Baton Rouge Police Department, talks about some of his colleagues in elected office, and he deals with the question, do you regret not running for mayor? His answer may surprise you. Let's pick it up right at the point where we talk about the end game. So let me ask this question. What's the outcome? What do we what do we want to have happen here? Number, What's the end game? Number one, we need a dialogue. Okay. And tomorrow there will be a meeting of law enforcement and other communities. Is that the one tomorrow morning? No, it's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow yeah, morning. I was tomorrow morning. asked about that. Tomorrow yeah. morning. And um and, and I honestly, as an elected official, I kinda wanna take a step back. And I, I wanna allow the, the community at large to How many people are gonna be there? Um, to be honest, I don't know. Maybe what do you 50, think? Maybe fifty, um, and that, that's 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 kind of large to yeah. get a, a real. I was invited to that, so I don't know. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have, you know. Well, I heard this, and you know, somebody told me this. Sure. And and, and this, but honestly, I think that like the young people, we we needed to give them that opportunity Friday night early to just vent. Sure. And and I think that that there is some, some venting that needs to, to take place to get that out the way. Sure. And cause everybody keeps asking, you know, you're doing this, you know, and what's, what's the plan? We've, the young people that had a, a, a march, they had four or five things that, that they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the elected officials, we've laid out some things. However, you know, for, for you guys that's that, that keep saying, okay, you guys are protesting, protesting, but where, where's the plan afterwards? That those things are in the works. Sure, um, meetings have been planned. Um, what from our side, we we would like to allow Mr. Sterling to have uh, an enormous spirit-filled home-going celebration. The pan- the family has asked that there be no demonstrations the day of the funeral, and then take the weekend, relax, and when we get back on Monday. Your frustrations, and I said this on Saturday. Your your issues. If you have some constructive things to add, like let's let's have those conversations. We're gonna break up into you know different silos and, and different groups to talk about. Okay, locally, what are some things that can be done? You know, statewide. Like with our sheriff department, if there's an officer involved shooting, it automatically is investigated by um, state police. Yeah. Like no one had to force Sid Gotro to do that. He's already doing it. Um, does that is that happening in other police departments across sure. the state? 
And, you know, I'm thinking about possibly doing legislation to make that an issue next year. And it, and it can't be seen as anti-law enforcement right. because they're already doing it. Listen, I, that's where I wanted to to get to. And, the, and then again, I wanted people to have a chance to hear in long form you be able to get your thoughts out about oh, yes. this and talk it through. Because, man, I have never seen. I've learned a lot about people on both sides <laughs> On social media in the last week. Mm -hmm. And just makes me shake my head because I think, man, we're not talking to one another. We're, you know, there are lots of us who are firing bombs from both Mm -hmm. sides. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to a 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year old kid, this raw emotion without perspective is kind of commonplace. It's what you did at that age, right? And for the adults, though, we ought to be able to take a step back and say, okay, what about this can we take from this to make certain it never happens again? Mm-hmm. And that's where I wanted to get to policy-wise. Why have there been no policy changes in the last 20 years to address interaction between law enforcement and specifically inner city communities? And what I'm saying is, look, the Rodney King video is probably – and I'm not saying that this is that, but it's mm-hmm. it's it was the most mm-hmm. it became the emblem of an mm-hmm. interaction between what I think we can agree at the time yeah. was an out of control police department in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and the inner city. And That's that right. was just one in a string of incidents. The BRPD is not the LAPD, mm-hmm. but still policy wise, why have both sides not been able to work together on something that would give both sides confidence you know it's does that question even make sense it, it makes a lot of sense and and it's just like i've i've seen some of what my colleagues have have posted and some of the same ones have have texted me individually about you know praying for you and and i know that they get the pain the confusion the anger that's taking place here and then after dallas i see a lot of pro police but we can we can have conversations about both we about can, both we can, we can have conversations about both and 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 i've had you know since since these things have taken place i'm you know a member of a national organization called 2020 leaders of americans 20 black democrats 20 black republicans and all we talk about is criminal justice we've had yeah. conversations with you know early on with most of the presidential um, candidates, we will be meeting at both the Republican National Convention and the Democratic National Convention. And some of my colleagues in other areas have, you know, brought forth, you know, legislation that, you know, I, legislative ideas that were, you know, the the Black Police Officers Association. These guys are at the table. You know, they they recognize that that things can be changed. And and for me, I think that, you know, and I and I'm gonna just be 100% honest. Some of the things that I know that I probably could have attempted to pass. I I just didn't suspect that they would even fly in Louisiana. Why? Just you you know that this is a very very you know, pro police um, conservative state. Sure. And I wrongfully didn't do it out of concern about certain things not passing. But don't you and think that that's a cop out? It is, and that's why I'm, I'm being honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and, and those are in, in this, in this past week, I've had moments of regret 
and I'm not afraid to sure, say it. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm honest. I, I know that's, you know, most politicians wouldn't be sitting here saying this, but, you know, now that, and, and because I honestly believed in my heart that we, we, we're not going to ever have to deal with this in Baton Rouge. And, right. you know, I've, there, there are officers in, in Baton Rouge who have had a number of issues with certain communities and, you know, those officers have been moved. Um, internally, things have, have happened. Um, and I know that, you know, BRPD, they're governed by the Metro Council. So if, if there are some issues there, that, that's, I'm not saying that it's not my concern, but legislatively or policy-wise, sure. that's, that's, that's not my lane. Um, but, but other things that, you know, I've, I've seen my colleagues in other states introduce. There are some things that I, I could have done. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I don't have that fear anymore. Um, and, you know, the, the discussion will be had. Um, there, there, there are some, some things um, that I've seen. Um, and, you know, we're going to have a discussion. Now, whether, whether these things are going to pass, um, that's, that's a different story. Um, but sometimes now that it's at our front door and for my colleagues that, you know, that I've talked to and, and they have, you know, sent encouraging text messages, um, you know, it's, it's time to have a conversation about it. And I think we could do it in a, in a manner that we have to. I'm not going to do anything without consulting the, the Sheriff's Association. Sure. Um, the, the police juries, sure. um, you know, state police, you know, they might not agree with everything, but I'm not going to do anything without having conversations with them. You know, you've been here a couple times and, and one of the first times we talked, we talked about trying to impact the lives of young black men mm -hmm. because so many of them come from households where there is no father. That's right. And they have, they don't have positive blueprints many of them not all of them but many of them they don't have positive blueprints of what being a man is and that anger isn't kind of squeezed out of them through oh, their yeah. teenage years mm -hmm. by a, a strong male in their lives and I say that as a preamble to this question we don't spend as much time I think as a society drilling down on the crime between young black men and other young black men. Now, again, we talked about this, so mm -hmm. it's on the record that you yeah. care that you're involved. You're not one of these guys who only shows up now oh, yeah. for one of these. We talked about you being in the trenches for one of this. I explained to somebody, I don't talk a whole lot about it publicly because mm -hmm. with these kids, that really isn't something that they like a whole lot. If, right. you, if, if you're involved, you're in the trenches, you're doing things, it's one thing. But if, if they see that you're just showing up to kind of get likes on Facebook and Twitter mm -hmm. and all of that. They don't respect you. Because they are they on Facebook and Twitter. That's right. But what about that? The violence between young black men in our communities every day and in brazen fashion gets hardly any attention by mm -hmm. the national media and not a whole lot of attention by the local media. And that happens all the time. Almost oh, definitely. And what even, about that? You know, even, and I get it. I, and I've, I've read it on my Facebook post, folks like, well, you know, you don't say that when, you know, the, you know, it's a lot of black on black crime. And yes, I do. It's just, right. it's away from the cameras. Right. It's away from the media. Um, I actually know that to be true. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and even, you know, it's funny. It even came from Silky Slim. He, He's like, we're going to talk about him in we're just gonna a moment. We're going to talk about him. You know, and he even, he said it, and I've heard him say it, you can't scream Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, if your lives don't matter to you first. Right. He said that, and in, in speeches, I've 
I've asked the question, are we making a statement or are we asking a question? Because sometimes when I look at what's going on in, in our community, I don't know if, if that's something that we probably should have whispered to each other sure. just as a reminder sure. that we matter or if it's a, or if it's a statement in the, the whole natural sense of how this thing came to play that, you know, because somebody asked me, what does it really, what does it mean? And I said, I, I think it's just with anything, it, it has to mean something independent to you. For me, I think it's, it's it should be more as, you know, instilling a, a sense of pride to folks that that you matter and, it, and it's not that you know no one else matters you know but right. the, the the truth of the matter is we are seeing this thing with police officers and black men having encounters and the black man ending up dead and the police officer ending up back at work it's i'm not making this up so they're Something is going on, and and I think that outside of the hashtags that we all know, there are young people who we all need to speak to. And yeah. you know, on Friday it was it was funny. We we said, look, you guys have all these concerns. We we know because we're getting calls that some of our young brothers are involved in a protest and yeah. they don't know what they're doing they're emotional we need to go out there and protect them we had a room of 200 only about 15 people came outside so you know we and it was it was the same ones that wow. have always said it and one of the things that that needs to come from this is a very uh, is a re-energized a very strong mentoring program because i've gotten calls like look ted i i see you out there like i don't know what i can do but if if there's anything that I could do, and I keep telling them, like, grab somebody. Like, let's you you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to have one of those jobs that they see as glamorous to be right. a mentor to someone because you got life life experiences that sure. they can learn from. You have your your own, you know, your entrepreneur. You you're a family man. You may have come from a single parent home, and now you have your own family, and you're trying hard not to. Um, duplicate what what you went through so all of these things add value yeah now whether we could we can't legislate morality i wish we could um but that doesn't negate our obligation to try to do something i i agree with you i just uh, this whole thing makes me take a step back because i do see people speaking up on this and some of them i know they're not doing crap to -hmm. help many of the kids and and kids in general and that's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who just want anarchy. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, an eye for an eye leaves the world blind, as Gandhi said. Yeah. And I think this is an opportunity for that dialogue that you talked about. And it's also an opportunity for inner city communities to take stock of the kids in these communities. There wasn't this kind of out outcry and I'm not saying you have to do either or I'm I'm a believer that sometimes you can do both there wasn't this kind of outcry when those two young women from southern were shot and killed out in the parking lot mm-hmm. just with some fools shooting a gun mm-hmm. where was the outcry for them mm-hmm. okay uh, I could remember a story a few years ago where a little girl who was about eight years old is on a computer in her grandmother's living wo- mm-hmm. room and she catches a bullet in the chest through the wall from the outside mm-hmm. and I think that there are people who say well what about that what about that I don't think you have to do one or the other. I think you can talk about both mm-hmm. because we do need our kids to live and grow up and be constructive members of our society. We do want to be able to have confidence in our police department. But it starts with leaders like yourself mm-hmm. who say, let's come to the table and have a conversation, yes, right. you know, as opposed to screaming at one another. 
Now, here's another side of this that I wanted to ask you about. And, and this thing, the Justice Department has it. Law enforcement here can't really talk about it anymore. But I want to ask about the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Justice Department comes back and they choose not to go forward on any charges against these officers based upon evidence. We know that the Justice Department has the dash cam video. Mm -hmm. They uh, may have video from the store Mm -hmm. and whatever audio may exist from the body cameras, Mm -hmm. okay, because the body cameras were dislodged in the scuffle Mm -hmm. with Alton Sterling. Mm -hmm. Let's say they come back and they say these officers were justified in their actions based upon whatever evidence or we cannot come to a conclusion that this was a criminal act by these officers. Mm -hmm. What happens in this town then? We, We will be on our knees. And, and what does I that mean? Praying. Yeah. We will be on our knees praying. Um, I am very concerned about what could happen in Baton Rouge if there is no you know, arrest or indictment. Well, let's let let's. But a, a police officer who may hear that or someone in the law enforcement community hears that and they may say, well, listen, if the Justice Department says and I'm saying if they say we can clearly see mm-hmm. that he was reaching for a gun and they were protecting themselves mm-hmm. because of that. All right. And they're saying and so if a police officer is going to say, well, that proves they didn't just kill him in cold blood. They were defending themselves. But you're still saying the public will not accept that. I, I, I don't. Based on what I'm hearing. What are you hearing? I, you know, we, we ask folks to be calm. Folks are saying we want justice we want an arrest it needs to happen now i'm gonna continue to do what i've been doing sure but you know me being honest with you what's gonna happen um, ted i am I, I know that folks are gonna be back out in the streets okay um i know that there will be more and more protests yeah i suspect that that more and more outside groups are gonna come in the good ones and the bad ones um you know because i've been getting reached out to folks like hey we have whole classes on how to teach people how to better protest. You know, this is happening in our community. Um, You don't need to spend weeks trying to figure out how you bring all these groups together. Here's a blueprint of of what we did in the aftermath of the initial incident and in the aftermath of either the the no indictment or the... um, the acquittal. So th- there are things out there. But specifically, we've seen protests. We've mm-hmm. seen passion. Do you expect violence? I'm praying that there, that there is no violence. No, that's not an answer. Do you expect violence? I'm praying that there will be no violence. I, I have to believe in what I've always said, that the people of Baton Rouge are better than this. Um, I expect more passion at the the demonstrations um i i don't know how how we're going to keep like right now telling folks hey like stand in this in this area like if you want to protest you have to stand right here don't move i don't i don't know if i I think that our law enforcement professionals are going to have to make some serious decisions about rerouting some traffic and because I've heard that you know we don't need to give these protesters anything don't give them anything and 
but in if it was a hostage situation, you in negotiations you give a little something like you 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 send in a sandwich, you give them the phone so they could talk to their mother. You you do something, and that opening up one of those streets and, and letting folks march and scream and do what they want they they feel like they need to do, as opposed to the the standoffs. I I, I think that the law enforcement officials are going to have to have some serious discussions about about doing that. Um, because it's it's like everything. If you look at the two demonstrations downtown, you know, being able to walk a mile. First of all, you're getting a little tired. You know, you, you, if you're screaming the whole time, it's, it's <laughs> at, wearing you at down. 105 degrees exactly. outside the middle so, of the day. So at the end of it, it's you, you're getting out. You know, you, you're huffing and puffing. You, you're walking. You're screaming. You're chanting. You're getting out some frustration. But if you have folks bottled up in one corner in that small little corner by Circle K, that's a lot of, because there will be more people yeah. out there. And it's it's going to be like a volcano. It's just, it's, it's, it's boiling. And it's in a small contained area. It sounds to me like you are not willing to predict violence, but you are worried about violence. I want us to be prepared for Being pre- the worst. Okay. I want us to be prepared, expect the best and prepare for the worst. And, you know, and folks, you know, I'm, I believe in the people of this city. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Um, you know, but me being honest, I, I could sit here and be like, oh, well, we, we're not going to have any problems. That's, I wouldn't be honest right now uh, because I've, I'm listening yeah. and, and I'm seeing. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and even in our conversations, we, we've, we've been pleading, like, look, we get it, like, you know, we, we understand the traffic situation, but, you know, I saw Friday night that that area of airline was, was blocked. So you had already blocked that area of traffic. And if we need to we need to route a specific route, if if these folks are just, you know, because one thing that I've heard when they were out, folks were out on at Triple S, you know, there was there was no police presence. And now the police department no, has no said that they backed away out of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to be honest with you, that. I think that's a I wise that. decision. I if they that. were out there on Tuesday night or Wednesday, there would have been a bad confrontation. Yeah, I get that. And in, in other areas, you know, we've seen some of the the police officers out with the with the, the sure. protesters, sure. you know, walking with them, talking sure. to them. Sure. Um, and we brought that concern to to our officials, and and they've said like, look, we don't mind doing that, you know. Um, and even with um, like the the downtown thing, like we we had escorts. They, yeah. They they cut off different roads, you know. I hope that the law enforcement professionals will be amenable to, you know, opening up because that is the growing concern and uh, folks. You know, I don't know whose idea it was to sure. go outside the police department and protest. Like, you know, but I've heard like, look, they didn't show up here, so we, we just want to get their attention. Like, well, but the and, decision but, was made not to show up out of respect. Oh, I get because it. I get that. I think we both agree. Had they been out there on Wednesday, or or even worse on Tuesday, there might have been a confrontation because the anger was so palpable in this town. You know, I have I've gone back and forth on it because I was the the one when we were in the, the discussions with elected officials, like, well, why weren't the police there? And then everybody else said the exact same thing. And I was the, the lone wolf. And I was like, well, maybe you guys are right. 
Um, but then I think back to like the police chief out in Ferguson who was out there the walking. And then, you know, when we look at some of the, the African-American officers have gotten it the worst because, you know, there's this, this, this conversation that you should be with us. Like, why, why are you standing with them? You should, you should be with us. What about that? I, you know, it, it gives me, I have to remind folks that you can't expect number one, these guys not to do their job and you can't expect them, you know, I'm sure that some of the officers and not just the black ones. I'm sure that some officers, cause I've talked to them. I've talked to officers on both sides. That was like, look, I, I see some rush to judgment on the officers. Um, I would have handled it different. And some officers have said, look, they were completely justified. I've heard both sides. You sure. know, I've heard it from, from, from officers, um, BRPD, I wouldn't name them, yeah. but you know, BRPD sheriffs that have, have said, you know, I've heard both sides. So, you know, I get it. And, you know, the, the frustrate, and it's just, you know, it's frustration that, that I heard from, you know, the protesters and, you know, what I reminded them, I'm like, look, man, just like you don't want police officers to, to label you by the bad apples that may look like you don't label them, you know, and it's, and, and that's, and I have to constantly say that, but I also have to say that to the community at large, right? Yeah. I have to, you know, if, if there is an indictment, if there is an arrest, the, the pro police. That's where folks, I was going to go. You guys, because yeah, we've heard reports about, um, you know, folks going out and, you know, possibly some harm against the protesters from the pro police people. What? So, you know, I just you, you hear all kind of stuff, you know, and, and we get we get reports from, you know, all of the different incidents or yeah. all of the different sure. threats. Yeah. You know, and some some have been, you know, dismissed, you know, but we, we hear those things. We, we heard reports about. Um, you know, possible, you know, other white supremacy groups that were in Baton Rouge. I didn't see anything. Yeah, and I, don't I, know I, I saw that being materialized, said, but it's, you know, Facebook's like the internet. Just because exactly, it's written, exactly, it doesn't mean it's exactly. true. I want to so, go, I want to move to something else here. Mm-hmm. You know, on Saturday, uh, Arthur Silky Slim, what's, what's his last name? Is it, is it Reed? Reed. Arthur Silky Slim Reed, uh, middle of the day Saturday, said that Kip Holden's got 72 hours to resign or there basically there will be trouble, right? He didn't specify what that trouble or violence would be, yeah. but we are a couple of hours away from, from the reality that we know ain't going to happen because <laughs> Kip's not resigning. Right. And I'm going to give you, I want to give you two back to back that what is your response to that and, and, that threat and then your response to the growing criticism of Kip being so absent in the last week. Yeah. I think that Silky was definitely speaking on behalf of him. Um, I, and, and Silky was out there and I, and I didn't mention him on Friday night. He was out there trying to calm things down. And one of the nights, uh, you know, he, he, he was really, you know, calm and, and I think that his comments were very similar to the comments of Mike McCallahan out of anger and, you know, the Black Panthers were in town. So they may have just, you know, added a different air of um, excitement there because, you know, I've I've made my comments about them being in sure. town. And, you know, I, yesterday I was out there um, doing a, a MSNBC interview and some of them were out there and they were like, well, you the one? I said, like, yeah, I'm the one that made the comments. And I was like, dude, I was like, brother, because the guy asked me, he was like, are you a, re- a reporter? Um, who are you? And I was like, well, obviously, if 
I was like, I asked him if he was from here, and he was like, Why? I said, Because if you're from here, right. nine times out of ten, you would you would be able to tell right. me who I was, right? And, that, and that's not me getting a big head. No, but it's I mean, just like no, if, no. if you're a young black male, sure. you you know who. That's right. You, you you probably know that I'm not a reporter, right? And and he said he's from Houston. I was like, Look, man, you know I don't really owe you anything, right? Because in a few days you're gonna be on to the next right. hot thing, and you know if you guys are coming here to to be, you know productive like hey stay as long as you want but if not i'm I'm respectfully ask you to go back get the hell out um and and get out of here and you know with with the the criticism from from the mayor i I think that you know what what i said was for me i would be out there because i think Mm -hmm. that there's a a responsibility to calm folks down on both sides i think that you know that is a part of your job as as the the mayor to do that yes you know no one wants you to to come out and talk about the investigation you don't have to come out and criticize your police force you don't have to do that but you you have to say baton rouge we're we're better he's the one that said that we're this next great city Mm -hmm. you know baton rouge we're better than this i i need you to remain calm i need you to remain peaceful on, on both sides right now this has nothing to do with the project that he was in dc to advocate for um, it has nothing to do with that. Right. Um, just like I told you that um, the Baton Rouge Area Foundation, they had representatives that Thursday night at right. the prayer vigil, and they had representatives in D.C. with the mayor. Right. The mayor could have decided to send someone to D.C. and, and been there. And even that one, you know, even if the mayor doesn't feel comfortable being out in the streets, so to speak, you know, that, that prayer vigil, you know, that prayer vigil was a, was a good time we had over a thousand people. All these religious leaders, most every elected official was was there. You know, hey, we are better than this. We're going to get through this. We're going to move forward. But you know, I I haven't been as concerned with where the man oh, sure. hasn't been with where I need to be. Absolutely. You know? I, I want to ask you this question, and I'm going to do a few shows this week to talk about this. I kind of wanted to not. Uh, be doing this. Lots of people, yourself included, have been very active with what's happening out there. And I, I'm not trying to be in the middle of this. I just, I, I'd like to do whatever I can to help. Okay. But I'll ask you this question uh, in closing until the next time that we speak. <laughs> and it's interesting, but you may have already gotten it before. Do you regret saying you wouldn't run for mayor now? I don't regret it. But the 19th is a week away. The 19th is the day before qualifying. Qualifying is the 20th, 21st, 22nd. Let me say this. Ah, no, no, no. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm not trying to bait I, you into anything. I know you're not. Right. But, but, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going to, to say this. I am. I think that I've been able to, to say what I've been saying and do what I've been doing over the past weeks freely oh, sure. without worry about sure. how it's going to look. And, you know, I've seen some of the candidates out there and I've, and I've watched them get criticized. You know, some of them would be doing what they're doing, even if they weren't running for mayor. I'm, I'm going to say that because I know these people, some of it is a, is a bit elevated. And for some of them, I've, I've watched them try to maneuver and I have been very blessed to have the freedom without that hanging over my head. 
so you know, I'm, I'm, I'll put that out there. And I don't believe that I don't believe that that your positions in this, whether people agree or disagree with them, have been driven by politics. Oh, no. I personally do not believe that. So let me just put that out there. Mm-hmm. However, I had to ask you that question because a week from now, that's going to be the conversation. Because mm-hmm. when qualifying happens, generally speaking, people are looking at who's running for what mm-hmm. offices. There's a U.S. Senate seat and right. council seats, and of course, the mayor president's office. So. Um, this is me being an interviewer drilling down to ask this outro question. <laughs> so you're saying your mind isn't fully made up about whether or not you will qualify. I'm I'm saying that this this week, a lot of people have asked me to reconsider. And and I'm I'm not really reconsidering yet. Um, this is, this Wait a is, minute! I'm not I mean, really you know, people, reconsidering people, people yet. People have asked me to reconsider, and that that is not on my mind, honestly. Oh, it's, I get it's that. Really but, not on but my mind. Let me let me let me um, be but more it's hard to ignore okay, it. Let me be coming. more specific. Let me <laughs> see see why you do this to me, Ted. It's like, <laughs> I like to dance, Clay. Yeah, I like to man, dance. really, it's been you a do. long week. It's, it's like been a dance. long. Okay, we'll have some fun here. We're we're over time. We'll have some fun. So what you're saying, though. It, you said you've, you're not reconsidering yet. That means that you're reconsidering. <laughs> what is that? See, that law degree, that Southern law degree is working for you. That means that you, you haven't. See, here's the trump card question. All right. Yes or no. Are you definite that you will not be a candidate for mayor? We'll know on the 19th. That means that's a no. <laughs> you all heard him. <laughs> Permission to treat the witness as a hostile witness, Your Honor. <laughs> well, man, it's good to see you smile. Thank I know you. it's Look, been a tough I week, man. It. And it has been, man. I, uh, you know, I was in church on Sunday, and you know, I used to keep my emotions bottled up, and they, the, the choir was singing "Break Every Chain," and it, it the tears just started to flow, and it, it, was, it was bad. Like I had been doing a great job of holding everything in. And there were meetings going on Sunday morning, and we were all, like, texting. We were like, look, guys, let's stop texting each other. We all have to go to church. Everybody go to your church and just get some healing, get some refreshment. And I'll tell you, it it was good to just let everything out. And, you know, it was a good, powerful service and just kind of motivated us for the rest of the week. So I was Your words, that. final words, back-to-back, final words to people in the community who are upset about this and words to members of the police department who are hearing this. Cause I know a great number of them listen to my show to both sides. What would be your final words to them until the next time we speak to the community at large Baton Rouge is, is better than what the images that, that I'm seeing. And we need to be calm. We need to be respectful. And if this is truly about Alton Sterling, his family has asked that we remain peaceful. So if it's truly about him, Let's respect the family. To our law enforcement professionals, we, for me, this is not an indictment on our entire force. I recognize your bravery. I appreciate you putting your life on the line so that I'm safe, my wife is safe, my family is safe. We pray for your safety. We also don't want any of you to allow what may be said, what you may hear, to change your perception of some of the, the people that, that may be 
asking or demanding for justice. It is not an indictment on you personally. It is anger and fear and allow them to get that out and try extremely hard to not take it personal because I don't believe that it is personal and it's not an indictment on each and every one of you brave men and women. State Representative Ted James, who is still leaving it out there whether or not he'll be a candidate for mayor. You can tell he does like to dance. Thank you, Ted. (laughs) Thank you, Clay. (laughs) Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 2 to 5 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Well, there you have it. A little levity at the end with State Rep. Ted James. I actually don't know that being a mayoral candidate is on his radar right now, but I can tell that he's a little intrigued by the idea of it, which will make things interesting uh, this fall with the candidates who are already announced being out there. The only one who's not really out there right now uh, is State Senator Bodie White who has only offered brief thoughts on this, who's kind of staying on the sidelines and allowing this process to play itself out. It is my hope that at the end of this, we will be better. That's a hard thing to consider right now because of everything being said and because of all that is going on. As you hear this, I mean, there's been talk about a plot to kill police officers here, just... I I just want this city and its people to be okay. And whatever it takes us doing, reasonably speaking, to get that done to me is worth doing. This is not something that we have dealt with a whole lot here. And I'm hoping that it does not become a commonplace thing that we deal with here in Baton Rouge. There are good people here. And this is a good town. And I'm hoping that we can fight to keep our city Together, Or uh, uh, let me say this, uh, not keep our city together, because I think that in some ways we weren't together. I think we should really employ an effort to bring us together in areas where we've not been together. And that's sincere from the heart. Wow. Thoughts and prayers to the men and women who wear the uniform and defend cities all over this country. Thoughts and prayers to those who've lost loved ones and in inner city communities where people are trying to figure which direction is the right one. Let's hope that the loudest voices will become those that are motivating and encouraging people toward a solution that is peaceful. No more bloodshed. That's that's something that we should all be hoping for. All right, that's my part in this. We'll have... More conversations with people on the inside of this, as I told you, to this week. There will be a few podcasts, and I'd love your feedback. You can hit the subscribe button to download the show, and anytime there's something new, you'll get it. And we appreciate you guys listening. Spread the word about what you've heard here, our conversation with Representative Ted James. It was great to talk with him, and we hope to have a representative from the law enforcement community on this week as well.
And with that, you can catch The Clay Young Show free on the Talk 107.3 mobile app, on iTunes, or of course at podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.